Welcome to the At The Coalface podcast with your host, Jason Greenwood. This podcast is all about what it's really like in the trenches of digital and e-commerce. Welcome to the podcast, Fiona. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jason. How about you? Very, very good. It's uh, it's cold this morning, though, in Auckland. It's uh, I think it's the coldest uh, night we've had so far this year. Uh, it, we're in the middle of winter, of course, down here. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cold last night. But other than that, doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, just about the opposite in Austin. Uh, very, very, very warm here. So I'm a little bit jealous, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> and you were t- talking earlier, uh, you were mentioning earlier that you've actually been to New Zealand before. Yeah. Yeah. I did my honeymoon in New Zealand. Um, one of my favorite countries. I would love to go back. Uh, we spent a few weeks there, but I-, I didn't see everything it had to offer. So it was it was a great trip. Uh, cool. At least you know where where we're where I'm from, and you can sort of visualize where this is being recorded from. So, you know, not 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 all Americans have been to New Zealand, that's for sure. So it is uh, it's pretty cool that you, that you've actually been here. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I can definitely see see why you moved there and uh, the appeal of the country. It's it's gorgeous. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, um, just for the audience uh, audience's benefit, Fiona Norton from Big Commerce. And you are the product marketing manager at Big Commerce, and you've been there for uh, oh, uh, just under a year now. Um, and you do come from, I guess, the, the the tech space and also the retail space. You've got your own uh, your own your own clothing brand uh, that you run in addition to your 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 work at Big Commerce. Uh, and then you also come from, I guess, a, a tech and a retail background. Uh, you've worked in strategy at Dell. You've uh, you've been in product uh, at other businesses as well. So you've you've well both in product and in marketing historically. So you you have been in the space for a long time, and so I'll get you in a minute to just sort of do your elevator pitch about you and 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 sort of what the work that you do at Big Commerce. But but one of the reasons why just to set the stage, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because. Big Commerce recently made a very exciting announcement around their product, um, which is the B2B edition. Wanted to speak uh, uh, specifically about the B2B edition, sort of what it brings to the table for Big Commerce. What, but more importantly, um, why Big Commerce felt that now was the time to come out with a specific B2B edition. What uh, Big Commerce is seeing change in the e-commerce industry around adoption of e-commerce for B2B and D2C brands, because that's that's definitely where my consultancy focuses is B2B and D2C brands. And I'm personally seeing quite a big shift in the industry, at least down in ANZ, towards B2B e-commerce enablement, particularly for B2B brands that have either never done e-commerce before, or they just have kind of neglected their e-commerce function in their business for a really long time because they have never really done big volumes or big revenue through their uh, e-commerce channel and they focused maybe on field sales reps or they've focused on you know account management or BDMs etc and so I'm seeing some, some quite big shifts in the industry particularly due to COVID and so I think you're probably really well placed to speak to that and speak to the global changes that you and big commerce are seeing across the e-commerce industry um, but maybe you can sort of do your elevator of where Big Commerce is at today. 
Sounds great. Yeah, I'm really excited to jump into all of that with you um, to kind of give my story in e-commerce and in this space. As you mentioned, um, I've worked across product, marketing, strategy roles, um, and really, you know, started my career working at two of the biggest e-commerce businesses in the U.S. by sales volume. So really huge brands, legacy brands. Um, you know, I, I first started my career working with Kroger um, and large CPG companies. And one of my roles early on was um, helping Kroger kind of come into the digital age and shift a lot of their business to e-commerce. Um, really at that time, it was kind of grocery was seen as one of the last frontiers um, in, in retail that hadn't really seen that digital shift yet. And people really questioned, will customers buy groceries online? Um, so I was working on helping them with that e-commerce strategy um, from the standpoint of, um, you know, meal kits, ship to home, delivery, there's the, the curbside pickup, and really just helping them make that tr transition um, for their customers to really start shopping for groceries online and prove that that was possible and people do want to shop that way. Um, at that time, you know, online made up a really negligible portion of their total sales. And now Kroger's the eighth biggest e-commerce retailer in North America. So very exciting way to kind of start my journey in e-commerce. Um, Dell, it was a different story. You know, they were also a legacy brand, but, you know, obviously newer tech company. Um, they already had a lot of e-commerce, but really it was about modernizing it. Um, they had complex products with lots of options, especially in their B2B kind of commercial space. And so um, that was also another kind of aspect of e-commerce that I got some uh, perspective from. Um, as you mentioned, I, I do have uh, my own uh, clothing brand, kind of wanted to see things from the small business point of view and was really passionate about uh, about the brand that I wanted to launch. And so that's another fun aspect of just totally different from those huge, huge companies is I just started that from scratch on my own and really was in the trenches with that. Um, and now working at Big Commerce, I'm kind of deep in another side, um, being the product marketing manager over everything B2B at Big Commerce. And it's a really exciting time to be here, um, having just launched the B2B edition product, as you mentioned, and, and excited to dive into that with you. Brilliant. What a career. Super exciting. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I used to own my own e-commerce pure play back in the day. And, and it certainly gives you a new perspective on what it's like to run an e-commerce business. And it gives you, a, I guess, a new sense of empathy for what merchants go through to start, um, I guess, establish uh, and grow an e-commerce business. And it, it just gives you a new lens to look at the industry through. And, and I guess because I've had my own peer play and then also worked merchant side for big merchants and then and then agency side as well as having my own consultancy i've i've seen the industry through a few lenses and because i've been in it for over 20 years i've really seen some quite dramatic changes in the space over that time and certainly you know one of the biggest changes in all of that time has been the dramatic shift in software delivery to SaaS platforms and that's across every vertical of software, every type of software. And, you know, when I first started in the industry and was cutting my teeth, really started out with a focus on OS commerce and then uh, latterly Magento and, you know, had a, probably the biggest chunk of the first part of my career was really focused on Magento and on-prem software. But I really saw the writing on the wall um, pretty early on when SaaS platforms really started to come to the fore. You know, big commerce, Shopify, uh, you know, Commerce Cloud, and you know, which at that time obviously was Demandware, and and just watching really the whole evolution of software delivery and the move to SaaS and the benefits to merchants that that brought in terms of time to market, 
in terms of cost management, particularly to establish um, their business. And there was a lot of other benefits, obviously security, you know, the, the just the lack of, of pain around infrastructure. And, and that was just a massive shift. And, and, and when that started to happen, I pivoted my career towards SaaS because I knew that that was going to be a big change that wasn't going to go away anytime soon. So obviously, big commerce is riding a few different waves at the moment. They're riding the SaaS wave. And they're also riding this, this wave towards uh, e-commerce enablement across all sorts of uh, all business models. So they're not just, you know, big commerce caters to quite a lot of different verticals, but they also cater to a lot of different business models, whether that be pure play, omni-channel, B2C, B2B, D2C, the platform really is quite broadly flexible. I've, you know, I've implemented a, a number of, 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 of platforms, um, you know, solutions on big commerce for retailers across different hybrid go-to-market models. And, and big commerce is really good for that because it does cater to those different go-to-market models. But if we, if we start thinking about, um, I guess, the lens of both SaaS and B2B particularly, um, how do you see big commerce and the product development roadmap? Because you're specifically in the product space for big commerce. How does big commerce look at the world and how is it seeing the needs of merchants evolve, particularly over the last say, 18 months with COVID? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really interesting question and one that um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about. You know, in the merchant perspective, I think just a few years ago, it was a win to just have a working e-commerce site in place, especially given the complexity of B2B commerce. I mean, when you put that lens on it, it was a bonus to even have an online store portal that that worked. And if you had that, you could satisfy customers. Um, you know, with that, a lot of companies just really still had offline ordering. Um, but now what we're seeing is, is kind of the shift that that's not enough anymore. And there's no question that things are changing in e-commerce and that includes B2B e-commerce. Some of the changes we've seen, you know, new tech native generations really entering the B2B workforce. They are expecting digital tools. Um, you know, the rate of innovation in B2C customer experience and technology rising and that trend, you know, impacting the B2B space where we see B2B buyers increasingly expecting um, B2B commerce to be just as easy and seamless as the shopping and the apps that they're used to as a consumer. Uh, I just saw some research from Wonderman Thompson showing that almost uh, three fourths of shoppers expect a similar experience buying on a B2B site as on a B2C site. Um, so that that's really astounding. I think we're really seeing that trend start to accelerate the change and the rise in, in customer expectations. And then on top of all of that, the pandemic really accelerated that change. I mean, you hit on it. There are different estimates, but I've seen five, 10 years um, of acceleration. But either way, we know COVID multiplied all of these effects. And now B2B buyer expectations are just rising faster than ever before. Um, Another really interesting stat I saw is almost 50% of B2B shoppers switched suppliers during COVID because their existing supplier didn't offer some way of online ordering. Um, so, so really with those changes and then just the fact that the backend complexity of B2B commerce hasn't gone away. So B2B companies can't afford to sacrifice you know, the performance and the scalability and the ability to, to be able to service those complex use cases in order to get that great experience and that, that ease of use, um, they still need to be able to manage the complexity of B2B. 
So really, you know, from our perspective at Big Commerce, where does that leave us? I mean, it it seems like it's such a hard challenge to solve, but B2B e-commerce technology is evolving really quickly at, as long, you know, as well as these consumer expectations are. And now it is possible to support that complexity and provide an experience that exceeds by our expectations. So we really think the new era of B2B e-commerce is really that fast, easy consumer-like experience actually meeting the openness and flexibility that's needed to support B2B workflows and evolve the business over time so that merchants can keep exceeding customer expectations as they change. So that's where big commerce kind of comes in with this um, speed uh, and, and kind of ease of use of SaaS and then the openness and flexibility that we provide to kind of build for each unique B2B business. Awesome. Now, big commerce has always had, I guess, some of the underpinnings, the plumbing, the tooling for some of those uh, complex B2B use cases. I'm thinking of things like um, store credit. I'm thinking of things like customer groups. I'm thinking of things like priceless support. Uh, I'm thinking of things like uh, complex product model models and bundles and complex workflows. Uh, I'm thinking of things like checkout SDK and the ability to customize checkout uh, on a per customer basis so that you can control things like the payment methods that they see. You can do real-time integration for credit stop and all, all sorts of other things, I guess, that, that oftentimes we see as needs in the B2B e-commerce space. Big commerce has kind of always had some of that um, underlying base you know, MVP required tooling for B2B businesses that, that really they just can't operate without. Uh, but to your point, I think there's oftentimes been a reasonably high amount of customization by agencies on top of big commerce to deliver those seamless uh, experiences that B2B customers have come to expect um, so that they can have, all, you know, basically all of the self-service functionality layered on top of the traditional e-commerce experience that they would get through, say, a field sales rep or an account manager or a BDM or something like that. They expect to to be able to have the ability to request quotes and the ability to, uh, you know, view their online and offline orders through one seamless portal. And, and uh, you know, they, they require just a much, much higher level of functionality over and above traditional retail e-commerce, uh, B2C e-commerce, and even D2C e-commerce, the ability to bulk upload orders via CSV. And th there's just, there's so much complexity, uh, particularly depending on the vertical, depending on the vertical of B2B commerce we're talking about, there can be really high levels of, of complexity in the buying cycles and in the product complexity and and uh, in the, in the product categories that a B2B business will sell. Um, they're just, there's just, quite a lot of complexity that that you know retail merchants traditionally don't even have to think about just doesn't even enter onto their radar and and when you think about even just pricing complexity alone you know in traditional retail you've typically got one SKU, one price uh and 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 that that is a one-to-many relationship with all customers in the b2b world it's much more complex than that and it's much more nuanced than that Oftentimes you'll have tiered pricing, you'll have customer group specific pricing or discounting. And then sometimes uh, in addition to that, you will have, uh, you know, priceless based pricing and sometimes combinations of all three of those all within the same business. So there is definitely much more complexity in the B2B space. And if, if we think about that complexity and we look at it through the big commerce lens, 
what was it, I guess, that big commerce saw coming down the pipe or that it recognized perhaps in its own product that it said, hey, we've still got some gaps here in our underlying product that uh, we need to, to look at filling as rapidly as we can because of the rise of B2B e-commerce uh, fueled by COVID that said, hey, we actually need to address this through a custom edition or a custom subscription uh, product productized version of the of the platform that will help meet these additional needs in the marketplace what was the i guess the thought process internally at big commerce that led to the b2b edition yeah um, i think you provided a, a great background on that and kind of hit the nail on the head that big commerce already had the the plumbing or the infrastructure to be extremely well suited to b2b in those needs and use cases so what happened was we were really we were seeing that traction. We had a significant B2B business with merchants doing very well on our platform um, for B2B. And we kind of got that great feedback from them. But we also saw a gap. You know, we saw a need to add more advanced features for B2B merchants and really up level some of those capabilities, um, complementary to the to the native platform capabilities we already have. So you mentioned some of it, but you know, really powerful price lists and customer groups to be able to um, provide that kind of you know one-to-one -one pricing down to the SKU level um, to get you know the the custom pricing that B two Bs need. We had some of those native features already in place, um, but we wanted to add uh, more to, to up level that, um, and we were seeing some of these requests come in um, for some of these more advanced features, and we uh, wanted to create a product specifically to address those those functionality needs. Um, so the way I think about the features of, of B2B edition is in two groups. It's really features that help the merchant manage their store and customers. So those are things, you know, not only like the price list and the customer groups and the promotions management that we have, but also um, the ability to have uh, sending quotes, the ability to have payment method visibility control for different uh, B2B customers, uh, the ability to, as a merchant, kind of have your sales reps go in and masquerade to be able to, to log in and buy and shop on behalf of their customers. Um, so really those features to kind of help making that, that management of their B2B customers easier as the merchant. Um, and then really on the other end, it's, it's also features that support the, the customer buying process. So features that make life easier for B2B buyers who are customers of that store, of that merchant. So allowing customers to request quotes, um, allowing them to do quick reorder and have shared shopping lists to just let them get to, to purchase faster, do their job faster, having an invoice portal where they can go in and, and view and manage and pay all their invoices online. Um, and then company account hierarchy is a really big one that we got requests for, which B2B Edition delivers, which is giving the merchant the ability to, to set those buyer roles and permissions for different people in their company, whether it's junior buyer, senior buyer, admin. So it was really those, those two groups that we saw this request come in from merchants who said, I love your platform, but I really need these features. And agencies were saying, we're building these features over and over. And so the ability to kind of up-level that and then allow for you know, merchants who are working with agencies to, to do even more interesting customizations instead of kind of having to rebuild some of these things um, over again. So that's really the, the impetus for where this product came from. Brilliant. Well, I, I think this is also a story of partnership, right? So, you know, Big Commerce has always, I guess, you know, as a core pillar of its go-to-market strategy, plus its marketing strategy, and I guess it's, its positioning in the market, it's always 
positioned itself as, a, as an open SaaS platform, as a, a platform that is flexible enough for multiple uh, go-to-market models and multiple delivery models, whether that be in a monolithic environment, whether that be in a headless environment, it's, you know, really it's positioned itself as from the ground up being very much a, a an API driven platform and a partnership driven platform, meaning that, you know, BigCommerce has almost always had parity between what you could do through, say, the admin functionality, the, the store admin functionality, what you could do via API and what you could do, um, you know, through the storefront. That there's, there's, you know, BigCommerce has always tried to, to really work hard to maintain that parity to provide merchants and agencies, for that matter, flexibility in how they build out their solution on the BigCommerce platform. And I guess for me, this is a pretty natural evolution of that partnership model in that BigCommerce, you know, BigCommerce has never built uh, e-commerce websites for merchants. Uh, you know, they've never competed with the channel, so to speak, and they've always had those strong partnerships, both with technical vendors and partners that that plug some of those gaps that BigCommerce doesn't have out of the box through its its app ecosystem, plus through its partner ecosystem with uh, with uh, agencies that help develop highly custom solutions on the platform. Um, so really, I guess that's been the mantra of BigCommerce right since its inception is, is this concept of an open platform that is very open to partnership and realizes you've always been pretty honest about the fact that you don't expect to be all things to all people on your own, that, that partnership really is what drives the success of the platform for merchants. Um, sure, maybe if you're a, a brand new startup and, you, and you, you're really just getting started, then maybe you know, out of the box big commerce, basic plan with maybe an off the shelf theme can get you up and running, it can get you up and transacting, but really the concept is in order to grow with the platform, that usually requires some level of partnership either with an agency and or app vendors and integrations and things like that. And I think to me, this feels very much like I guess just the next evolution of that concept of partnership because you know bundle b2b as an app has been available for the platform for some time but this is really more formalized this is a more formal this is probably the most formal partnership with a third-party vendor that i've ever seen big commerce do and sort of take that concept up a level and more deeply integrate third-party technology into the core platform to make it easier to onboard that technology, not just from a commercial perspective, but also a technical perspective. Maybe you can sort of speak to how this even came about um, in, 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 through that lens. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think you're spot on with that. So uh, to set the stage for for those that are listening, um, B2B edition is um, a bundled offering of big commerce enterprise plus the bundle B2B app. Um, and the bundle B2B app really provided those feature gaps that I spoke about earlier um, and really had a lot of that filled a lot of those gaps that we needed. And so we we saw that and we thought, you know, it's it would be great for merchants for us to seamlessly bundle these things together in a package that is all pre-installed for merchants. So while it is, you know, working with a partner, it feels really native um, and the experience feels native. And I think there's a lot of things that in the way that we've built B2B Edition that contribute to that experience with B2B Edition being very smooth. Um, you know, a couple of those things would be Bundle B2B was purpose-built for the big commerce platform. Um, you know, it is a big commerce exclusive partner. And so that enabled us to uh, bundle and, and partner with them 
very closely. Um, so that that is one factor is that they have been working with us for a long time and they have built the product exclusively to complement the native um, you know, capabilities that we had today and to fill some of those gaps. Another thing is just in the way that, that we've structured this, allowing, um, you know, one of the things we've done is we've had customer service um, support through our own platform. So instead of having to always go through bundle B to B as you would in a traditional kind of tech partner environment, um, we've streamlined that so that our own customer support teams can service um, the, the bundle B to B app as part of B to B edition. And for, you know, really complex questions can has an escalation path to kind of send those over to the bundle B to B team, but makes that service experience a lot more smooth. Um, another asset would be contracting. So it, it's one contract um, for B2B edition. You know, it's it's no longer a big commerce contract and a bundle B2B contract. It's all kind of brought under one. Um, and like I said, that's all pre-installed um, for the merchants when they buy this. So it comes with bundle B2B already set up. It comes with six included themes that are optimized for B2B commerce. So really trying to make that experience um, even more closely integrated, as you mentioned, um, while still being really open to extend um, the B2B edition as well, whether that be with other tech partners that are complementary to Bundle B2B and, and what B2B edition provides, or um, and or with you know agencies doing customizations to kind of service those complex B2B use cases we've talked about. Now, the other thing that I that I when I when I read about and heard about and started to as a you know as a as a big commerce partner, you know, you you sort of are in the loop about some of these things that are coming down the pipe. And one of the things that I wondered in the beginning when this was first sort of started to hear rumblings about this partnership and what this edition might, you know, what form this partnership and what form this edition and tier at Big Commerce might look like. One of the key questions I had was, okay, well, well, in the enterprise edition of, of Big Commerce, you, you, as a merchant, you get up to ten storefronts with that one subscription, and you know we see merchants that will take those ten storefronts, and sometimes they'll divide those up regionally, so they might have regional stores around the world, or they may split that, and they may have some D to C stores, some B to C stores, and some B to B stores. Um, they will run hybrid models. There's lots of things that we see merchants do with those 10 storefronts. Plus they get you know, um, free and included um, staging stores for those storefronts um, just as part of their standard enterprise subscription. And so I guess one of the questions I came in with was, okay, well, how's that gonna work in an environment where you need one app subscription for bundle B2B for potentially one or multiple of those of those 10 stores, but you may not need it for all of them. Say, for example, if you've got some B2C stores. And one of the nice things I think that that really reassured me that Big Commerce is thinking ahead uh, in this regard is the fact that uh, when merchants come to negotiate, I guess, um, what they need in terms of their requirements from Big Commerce, that is negotiated on a case-by-case -case basis. So if you do need, you know, bundle B2B as part of all 10 storefronts, let's say you've got 10 B2B stores, 10 regional B2B stores around the world, um, then, uh, you know, Big Commerce can support that. If you only need it for two of your storefronts, Big Commerce can support that. And you've got a flexible enough commercial model and partnership that allows to support those different go-to-market models that merchants need and you know with whilst also being able to sort of contain costs without it blowing out the cost where it's not necessary so can you speak to i guess what some of the thinking internally at big commerce was 
commercially when you were thinking, man, how are we going to support these mixed mode use cases on, you know, for, for complex enterprise merchants that maybe need multiple storefronts? Yeah, absolutely. So we were we were really thinking about that from the very beginning because we do have a ton of hybrid merchants that do both B2B and B2C. Um, that's a really common use case on BigCommerce and, and what um, a lot of our really um, big merchants are doing. And so we wanted from the start to be able to provide that flexibility in our commercial model to say you can have some B2B edition stores and you can have some um, it's stores that don't have B2B edition on them if you don't need them. Um, and just, you know, when we think about the big commerce platform as a whole, I think one of our great value props is that uh, merchants can run B2B and B2C on one platform. And that's one of the things, the reasons why we do have so many of those hybrid merchants with us today. And we wanted to make sure that B2B edition, um, you know, would service them and would work really well for them. Good to good to see the uh, I guess the forethought that that went into this and you know what else you know what else are you guys seeing as a business in the B two B space that gives you confidence I suppose to continue to extend this relationship because obviously there's an investment of of time energy resources customer service technical account managers you know obviously you've got to have a liaison team between you and and bundle b2b and i look i know the guys over bundle b2b quite well they've, they've got an amazing product you know they even used to be what i what i didn't know until i actually met them and spoke to them at quite some detail is that they used to be uh, a big commerce agency and so they used to build e-commerce sites and that's really what originally they were almost scratching their own itch and needing to build out this set of solutions for complex B2B merchants on big commerce as an agency. And so they said, well, man, you know, this is this is really an area that we think we can focus and we can win on um, because we've got deep experience here. And we think we can productize this in such a way that we can benefit the, the broader merchant community around B2B empowerment. Uh, and, and it makes sense for us to focus on being a product company versus uh, trying to be a product and a services company or a product company and an agency. So what, what else are you seeing, I guess, evolve in the B2B space specifically that says, okay, this, this not only makes sense for now, but it makes sense for us as big commerce to continue to pour investment into this space for the long term um, that we, we think this really has big legs uh, for the future of, of our brand uh, and the, the merchants that we work with. Yeah, I think there's a couple of different aspects that, that we've looked at that really give us that confidence that this is the right thing to do. And this is something that we want to focus on as a company and go big on. Um, you know, there's the market data. B2B e-commerce is growing even faster than B2C e-commerce. And we're seeing there's still that um, a huge swath of merchants who uh, were, you know, previously just offline or had maybe a small e-commerce presence through a portal, um, but really are now digitizing their business, especially after COVID and those changes that we talked about earlier on. Um, so seeing that market data, we know that this is, this is a huge need that isn't really addressed necessarily by the market right now. And that's something that we feel we're really well suited to help these merchants with um, and really have that flexibility of uh, big commerce is a lot easier than some of the legacy B2B e-commerce platforms. But now we also kind of have that power to, to run B2B e-commerce for them. So um, really feeling like our product is particularly well suited to, to serve the growing needs of these merchants who are coming online. 
as well as those who are already online and, and looking for something more agile. Um, so really seeing that fit and, and getting feedback from merchants as well. Um, merchants who are um, already using Bundle B2B um, on big commerce and those merchants that we're now seeing having come in from, from B2B edition and that excitement and those success stories and you know metrics that we're seeing from, from how we've helped merchants. So I think that those are those are a couple of the things that we're seeing is just great feedback from merchants. You know, we know where the market is going and we know there's a lot of merchants out there that need a solution like this. And we feel really confident um, in, you know, from the reaction to B2B edition that that this was the right direction and that we want to continue to focus on it. Brilliant to hear. You know, it's interesting um, that sort of falls in line with what you've just said. I I work with um, a, a hybrid brand that is is a fully vertically integrated brand. Uh, I consult with them, and they are um, B two C, B two B, and and D two C, and they're they're all under the one one banner. So they're a manufacturer, wholesaler, distributor, all in all in one. And one of the things that I, I noticed about their business is they, they went to market um, to their existing B2B customers, and they did quite a lot of market research before they looked at, at some of their replatforming opportunities and what they could do to enhance the e-commerce experience for their B2B customers specifically. And they did some quite in-depth market research with those with those customers and asked them a whole bunch of questions around, you know, what's great today about what we offer, what's what's not so great, what are you what are you seeing in the market uh, around your other B two B suppliers, what are the challenges that you face as a B two B customer, how can we help you uh, overcome some of those challenges as a supplier because we want to be as as supplier friendly as we can and and as ultimately. Um, buyer friendly as we can be. And one of the things that came back in their research that I think was a little bit of a surprise to them, um, you know, they kind of had an inkling of this, but it was really validated through their market research. And that was the fact that the pain point that a lot of these buyers surfaced to them was the fact that they deal with many different suppliers and particularly say for example if it's a if it's a department store or a multi-category retailer that's buying off of a multitude of suppliers one of the things that they said was we have to sign into you know potentially up to a hundred different b2b portals or e-commerce sites or or think about different ways to integrate whether it be edi um you know whether it be via api there's they just deal with a whole bunch of different b2b portal type environments and what they said was that's super painful because they actually have to learn how to use uh, particularly the ones that are more complex and less user-friendly they have to first figure out how to even use that portal to onboard that supplier into their business. And that's a massive pain point for them. And so what they alluded to is basically what, similar to what you said earlier, the more you can make this like a traditional B2C or retail e-commerce experience, the better, because we all know how to use a traditional B2C website. We all know how to find products. We all know how to add them to cart. We all know how to, to check out. We, we, we kind of know it's a known quantity, what that experience is like. And they, they basically said, the more you can make this like a traditional retail e-commerce experience, but with this extra functionality layer on top, the easier it is going to be for us to buy from you, the easier it is going to be for us to onboard you into our business as a supplier, the easier it's going to be for our new buyers that come into our business to, um, you know, 
learn your portal and be able to start buying from you rapidly. And so I think that really speaks to that level of expected simplicity. You know, historically, if a B2B portal was hard to use, well, if you even had one, then that was probably good enough because so many businesses just didn't have one at all. And so if you had one, but it wasn't particularly user-friendly, your B2B customers would probably put up with that and they would probably settle for that. But now the emphasis is on usability and speed because these buyers, these B2B buyers, they're, they're time, they're time pressed, right? And they're oftentimes having to buy across multiple categories from multiple suppliers. Uh, and they, and they have hierarchies, right? They've got, you know, senior buyer, junior buyer, um, you know, and then, and then the final, you know, procurement department might sometimes have to make the final sign off on, on specific purchases. So you've got whole groups of people that have to interface with your business just to complete a purchase. And I think simplicity and ease of use has to be a focus and it hasn't always been a focus for B2B merchants historically. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that is really where it's going is is it's that ease of use because like you said, these B2B buyers, they're not necessarily trying to browse like a B2C buyer would be. They're trying to get their job done as quickly and efficiently as possible. And so how can we enable that through both that consumer-like experience that's very easy to use and, and not the clunky portal of the past? And then layer on top of that, some of these more advanced tools like making quick reorder super easy, you know, having quick order grids, being able to um, have shared shopping lists that are just set and that you can easily buy off of, being able to have your company's um, account hierarchy set up as a buyer to say, you know, making that approval workflow easier from, uh, you know, junior buyers adding things to the cart and senior buyers being able to just approve that and go ahead and buy that. So I think it's, it's that layer of the consumer-like experience that makes it easy and seamless, and then the tools that B2Bs specifically need for purchasing. Um, I think that that's kind of the, the killer combo um, that really helps ease this pain point. Um, I think the other thing too that, that I thought of while you were mentioning this is the kind of enabling sales teams piece of this, because with this pain point of you know having a lot of different companies you work with, sometimes working with more complex products, um, it's still important to have somebody you can pick up the phone and call to help solve your problem. Um, and I think, you know, companies are now using e-commerce to enable their reps to do more and to help customers. So, you know, those buyers can still pick up the phone and, and email and talk to their sales rep. And then the rep can then use the merchants, their own, you know, e-commerce site as a tool to kind of make their own job easier and more efficient um, and, and help those buyers. So whether it's, very quickly as they're on the phone, being able to log in on behalf of that customer and help them make that purchase right away, um, make that sale more quickly versus needing to kind of go through manual order forms and processes that previously might've been offline. So I think th those factors all contribute to making it easier for the buyer. I'd agree with that. And, and it even extends to things like account application and sign up and approval processes, right? Which historically have been quite clunky. And so to even onboard a new B2B customer into your system or into your portal and then have that information integrated back to your ERP, et cetera, has been quite the quite the process historically. And I think I think that process, just having that process be more seamless and easy and automated means that. Uh, you know, some customers who maybe wouldn't necessarily jump through that many hoops to consider 
becoming a client of yours or a B2B customer of yours, if it's if it's easy and the barrier to entry is super low, then and you reduce the friction, it's just like trying to reduce friction in the B2C world, right? We wanna we wanna remove all the friction points for a customer to become a customer and to actually complete their purchase with us. Well, it's the same in the B2B world. We need to look at all the friction reducing things that we can um, to onboard those B2B customers really easily and seamlessly into our business so that they actually they're delighted, right? They're, they're almost surprised and delighted. Like we would traditionally look in the B2C space, we're trying to we're trying to surprise and delight the customer through the journey and through the experience. Well, we can start taking some of those concepts that we learned in B2C and apply those in the B2B sphere as well. And the other thing that leaps out at me that oftentimes B2B merchants who maybe are, are only B2B and they don't have a B2B, B2C arm of their business is they're oftentimes surprised at the leaps in technology enabled customer experience functions that they kind of almost get by default or can tap into by default in their B2B environment because of the rapid evolution of customer experience in B2C over the last, say, decade. And so things like, you know, marketing automation, things like CDP, things like uh, personalization. So whether that be a Nosto, a Clavio, or whatever, um, you know, they can tap into an ecosystem of really rich experience-driven platform technology and enablements and integrations that are out of the box, you know, out of the box integrations with, with big commerce that all of a sudden they can really rapidly go to market with a pretty advanced user experience uh, for their B2B customers that maybe historically they'd have to build out something very custom to get to that same level. Is that is that one of the benefits you're seeing that B2B merchants are looking to take advantage of when they maybe they migrate to or they're looking at big commerce as their next b2b platform oh yeah a thousand percent we're seeing that i think you know there's a lot of b2b's who are trying to get more innovative now with their marketing and other tactics like you just said um to, to grow their business and we are seeing them utilize those um, capabilities that big commerce provides and we're seeing b2b's want to you know, start blogs to educate customers. We're seeing them want to do more email promotion, wanting to, to customize and personalize their marketing communications more, and really being able to kind of use BigCommerce as the hub for that, uh, whether it's our native features or whether it's plugging in with another one of our tech partners and getting really advanced in that space. And what we're seeing is, is you know, B2B is kind of starting small with that and then kind of expanding and growing um, as they're growing and evolving their business online to, to just become more and more robust. And I think that's one of the great things about BigCommerce is that flexibility to kind of as you grow, um, you know, maybe you were, you were doing something, um, you know, with our native platform and maybe you want to double down on that and really um, integrate with a tech partner to take that to the next level. So we do see that kind of evolution as, companies grow throughout their kind of digital um, digital life cycle. Perfect. Well, look, thank you, Fiona, for spending the time with me today. It's been a, it's been a great conversation. It's been it's been awesome to, I guess, get some of the market intelligence around B2B adoption of e-commerce through the, the big commerce lens. Um, look, I, I'm really excited about the, the, the platform and I guess the efforts that big commerce is, is making behind the scenes to meet the market um, where it is today, but also try to help form the vision of the future for where, where merchants really should be and can be tomorrow. Um, you know, so, you know, as, as a consultant, I've got to, got to do the same thing. When I go in, I, you know, I've got to meet the merchants where they are today and then try to help them form a roadmap and a vision 
of the prize of tomorrow and what that can look like for their business. So I, I think, you know, big commerce is well positioned to take advantage of that growth in the B2B space with the B2B edition. It's an exciting addition to the portfolio, no question about it. Uh, it is going to make it easier for B2B merchants to onboard big commerce into their business and to develop their, their customer experience layer. Um, using the platform. So look, it's it's a it's a really exciting time to be in digital. I can't imagine really doing anything else, to be honest with you, just because it, it is speeding up and the adoption of digital whereby historically, you know, agencies and consultants may have had to sort of almost kick merchants, you know, drag merchants kicking and screaming towards uh, an e-commerce future, an e-commerce focused future, a digitally focused future. You know, now we're we're seeing the market is really coming to us for a change, uh, and and that's a really exciting thing to see because it's probably the first time. You know, COVID really has uh, changed the market fundamentally and structurally such that you know we're not having to do as much convincing. I guess is is the word, uh, and and we're seeing the market come to us much more and you know budget ex budget expectations are improving um, whereas we had to oftentimes set and reset budget expectations over and over again with merchants uh, you know if, especially if they haven't replatformed for a decade uh, and then they go well you know our last website cost us 10 grand and then and then all of a sudden they come in to a new build with those same expectations and the market's moved right and the ex customer expectations have moved and you need to make a substantial and sustained investment in e-commerce if you want it to be successful and i think COVID has really uh, shown the market that and it, it's proven it out through the brands that succeeded through COVID were the ones that were already making massive investments in digital, the ones that were already well down that digital transformation path, the ones that really already had super strong digital and e-commerce capabilities in their business. They just capitalized and consolidated during COVID. So, you know, I, I think we're going to see that accelerate and we're going to see bigger opportunities open up for those of us that work in digital and e-commerce. Uh, either from a tech and platform perspective like big commerce or those of us that try to help enable merchants through knowledge uh, transfer and, and knowledge and upskilling capabilities. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, what you said is uh, is completely correct. It, merchants know that this is important now. There's no doubt about it, especially after COVID. And they want to to do this. They want to have a great e-commerce strategy. And I think they're coming to to platforms like um, Big Commerce, they're coming to consultants like you for help, and we're in a good position to help them um, to reach, you know, their vision for their company and for that growth. And so it's a super exciting time to be working in this space and and getting to to help merchants and see the incredible results that they achieve when they do kind of adopt um, this business model and they do have a really strong e-commerce site and just the way that that transforms their business. Awesome. Well, thank you, Fiona. Really appreciate you spending time with me today. And look, I'll be watching closely, uh, you know, the, the, the additional moves that BigCommerce makes in the coming years, uh, particularly around the B2B space, and, and really excited to watch how this uh, plays out for all of us moving forward. Uh, and, and I'd love to have you back on again, you know, in, in maybe another year's time or whatever, and just sort of see um, the evolution that's taking place, particularly in the B2B e-commerce space. So thank you so much for, for your insights. Yeah, thank you. Um, I love chatting with us about you and I uh, would really enjoy coming back again. Thanks for listening to the At The Coalface podcast. If you want more At The Coalface, you can subscribe to our premium e-commerce and digital newsletter, At The Coalface Digest. <laughs>